How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer. And today we're going to be talking about five tools to help accomplish your goals for 2023. Let's get into it. The first step is doing something I call Goldilocks goals. So setting up Goldilocks goals. Now, Goldilocks goals are really important. This is a concept that I came up with several years ago, because what we found is in the self-development community, you hear a lot of people, you hear a lot of people that are like, you know, set big goals. It takes just as much energy to dream big as it does to dream small. Well, the problem is if you set too big of a goal, sometimes it's daunting and it prevents you and it scares you and it prevents you from taking action. So do you then just set really small goals that you can achieve? Well, if you set the goal to, you know, in your business, if you set the goal to, you know, make 10K per month and you achieve 10K, that's great. But if you set the goal to make 100K per month and you achieve 90K, well, I would have preferred to set the 100K per month goal, right? So you know, really, do you set small goals? Do you set big goals? And the truth is you want to set Goldilocks goals. It's somewhere in the middle. You don't want to set a goal that's too small, that's unmotivated. And you don't want to set a goal that's too big that actually scares you and prevents you from taking action. Now, the big kicker is when I tell people, what is the reason that you set a goal? And most people don't understand this. Most people think you set a goal to achieve a goal, but that's actually not true. There's two reasons. There's two goals of goals. The goal of a goal, there's two of them. Number one is to give you direction to point you in the right direction. And number two is to get your ass moving. It's to get you into action. So if a goal does not give you direction and a goal does not motivate you to get moving, then the goal is not accomplishing the goal of the goal. Hopefully that makes sense. So you wanna set a goal that is large enough to scare you and push you into action, but small enough not to scare you so much that it causes you to freeze. And that's really what you want to do when you're setting your goals. So the first thing is clarify your goals, make sure they're measurable. You can follow smart goals. If you don't know what a smart goal is, just Google smart goal and you'll be able to follow smart goals pretty easily. Now, the second part of this is once you set your goals, I really focus on making them visual because it's really easy to forget about your goals unless you're seeing them every day. You're reminded of them every day because we need, you know, uh, one of my mentors once told me we need to be reminded more than we need to learn new things. It's the same thing with your goals. You just need to be reminded of your goal more than you need to learn how to accomplish it. You just need to be reminded of your goal so you can do the shit daily to, to actually achieve it. I think it was Aristotle that said success is a habit not an outcome, right? So, you know, in the end, it's it's a process. It's about doing the things over and over again, right? So what I do and what Maddie does, Maddie creates a vision board and she, it's a little bit terrifying when she creates this vision board. If something that goes on this vision board, it happens. Like, you know, from like her wedding ring she got to trips to Greece to our dogs, both Aspen and Nala, who we just got, like our dogs that we got are like identical looking to the dogs that she had on her vision board. You know, our home that we're designing, like all of this stuff, anything that goes 
goes on her vision board is it comes to reality. So she puts it on a vision board. So she has pictures on a vision board that she looks at. She has it on her phone. She has it on her desktop. She prints it out and puts it on her wall. For me, I put it on my whiteboard. So I have a big whiteboard in my office where I have all my notes and my to-do list and, and my tracking for our, our business and stuff. Um, and a third of the whiteboard, the left third of the whiteboard, it's a big whiteboard. The left third of the whiteboard is all about my goals, my big, hairy, audacious goals for the year. Then I break them down for quarterly goals. But every morning when I walk into my office, I have to look at that whiteboard. And it reminds me of the goals that I want to hit. You know, how much I want to work, how much time I want to take off, how much time I want to spend in Genius, the, the profitability of the business, the revenue of the business, what the team looks like, my personal life, my health goals, my investment goals, my wanting to learn Spanish and be able to do a handstand. All of that sort of stuff is on my whiteboard so that I can see it every single day when I walk in my office and I'm reminded whether or not I'm taking the actions toward my goals or not. So clarify them, but then also make your goals visual, which brings us to number two, review them weekly and monthly, right? So review how you're doing with your goals weekly and monthly. Now, if you have this visual, you're going to be reviewing it daily, subconsciously at least, because you're going to be looking at it constantly. So even if you're not consciously reviewing it, you're going to be unconsciously and subconsciously reviewing yourself. But when it comes to reviewing your goals weekly or monthly, you actually want to take a conscious effort to take a peek at where you're at within your goals on a weekly or monthly basis. Now, this is hard for a lot of people and it's scary for a lot of people because when you take conscious effort to review your progress, sometimes you're not as far along as you want to be. The first step to fixing a problem is acknowledging a problem. So if you're not doing the things that you need to do to get there, you need to be willing to take a hard look at where you're at on a weekly and monthly basis so you can make corrections. Sometimes feedback hurts, right? The feedback that we don't wanna hear is most of the time the feedback that we need to, the most. And this is how you course correct. When it comes to accomplishing any goal, right? If you have a you know, if you have a, you know, a six-figure business and you want to grow to seven figures, well, you need to review your progress on a weekly and monthly basis so you can figure out what's working and what's not so you can course correct and get better. So you need to be reviewing your goals on a weekly and monthly basis. Most people don't do this because reviewing things that aren't successful hurts. So you need to be strong enough. You need to have enough self-confidence and enough self-worth to know that just because you didn't accomplish the goal this week doesn't mean you won't get there eventually. Which brings us to number three, find a process goal to support your outcome goal. Uh, it's really hard to focus on an outcome every single day and not get there right? So like I mentioned, if you want to build a seven figure business, if you're just focusing on, oh, I'm not at seven figures today. I'm not at seven figures today. I'm not at seven figures today. Well, that's not super helpful, right? But when you can focus on a process, when you can focus on a process, let's say you're in a nine to five right now and you want to get out of a nine to five, right? And it might be something as simple as, you know, setting the process goal of working on your business two hours a day, an extra two hours a day. Yes. When you're in a nine to five, if you want to build a business on the side, you're going to have to work more than nine to five, right? So maybe it's an extra two hours or three hours a day that you're going to have to work on your home business, on, on whatever it is that you might be working on. So setting aside a process goal, if you want to lose 30 pounds, you know, schedule the time in the gym five days a week, schedule the hour that you're going to go, you know, you're going to go to the gym, you're going to spend 45 minutes working out, and then you're going to come back, schedule that four or five times a week, whatever you need to, to make sure that that happens, right? So schedule it and set those process goals so that you can know every single day or every single week, I'm doing this, this, and this, right? For me, one of the things right now is I want to, uh, by the end of this year, 
I want to be conversationally fluent in Spanish. You know, we moved to Costa Rica, so I want to be conversationally fluent in Spanish. So I've set aside 20 minutes every morning, five days a week, 20 minutes every morning, five days a week to, you know, be going through my Spanish lessons. Now, that's not a ton, but if, you know, if that adds up, right, if you look at that, that's over 200, uh, you know, what is that? That's over 200 days if we're doing... um, uh, weekdays only. That's over 200 days during the year, uh, 200 times 20. You know, we're looking at, you know, roughly like 80, 90 hours of of Spanish lessons that I'm going to be going through. Like, I'm going to be pretty damn good at Spanish. You know, I had a little bit of background in Spanish. I'm going to be pretty damn good at Spanish by the end of that, right? So um, that's what I need to do is I need to spend 20 minutes every single morning. So find a process goal that can help support you in whatever your big outcome goals might be. And then number four is get accountability. Get accountability. Now, to accomplish any goal, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. We all know this. If you want to have more, you have to become more. To become more, you have to grow. To grow, you have to get out of your comfort zone. John Maxwell says, uh, discomfort and growth are synonymous. You cannot have one without the other. So you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. Well, what does it take to get out of your comfort zone? It takes someone pushing you, frankly. We're programmed to need accountability since we were kids. Your uh, your parents held you accountable in life. Your teachers held you accountable in spool, school. If you if you played a sport, your coaches held you accountable in sports. When you work a nine to five, your, your, uh, your supervisor or your boss holds you accountable in your nine to five to do the shit that you don't want to do. If we don't have somebody else hold us accountable to do the shit that we don't want to do or we're scared to do until it becomes habit, we don't do it. We're innately lazy. Humans are innately lazy and you won't do the thing that you won't want to do because you're going to be more mentally drawn to social media and Netflix, which will not help you accomplish your weight loss goals and it will not help you accomplish your business goals or your relationship goals or whatever they might be, right? So you need to get accountability to push you beyond your mental programming to be lazy. So it's important to find somebody to hold you accountable. Now, I'm a big fan of paid accountability. I've always had paid mentors that I pay to keep me accountable because when you pay, it puts your money where your mouth is. It makes you even more accountable, right? So if I pay someone and then I have someone who I deeply don't want to disappoint, like my wife or you know one of my mentors, Bedros or Craig Ballantyne, right? If I have people I deeply don't want to disappoint, then, I, and if I tell them I'm doing something, then I go do the thing. Right? And if I pay for accountability, it's even better. So that's number four, get accountability to accomplish your goals. And then number five, and this is going to be a weird one for a lot of people, sometimes you need to detach from the outcome to accomplish the outcome. It sounds really weird, right? Now, for a lot of people, if you're too attached to an outcome, it creates uh too much stress and anxiety. And a lot of people are afraid of stress and stretch and anxiety, but that's the truth is that's just discomfort. It's really the worry that, you know, when we tell ourselves that, oh, stress is bad. I don't know if anybody's ever seen uh, Dr. Kelly McGonigal's TED talk in 2015. She points out that stress does not kill us. It's the belief that stress is bad that actually causes us to, to release the negative hormones and, and actually kill us. Stress is not bad. Stress creates growth. Think about it. If you want to grow a muscle, you have to put stress on it. You have to stretch it. If you want to become a bigger, better person, you want to become a bigger, better business owner, if you want to become a bigger, better husband or wife, you have to stretch and stress and push yourself. But for a lot of us, stretching and stressing and pushing ourselves scares us. And when we, when we attach to an outcome in a timeline, it can actually cause us to freeze up right? So one of the best things that you can ever do, I always tell this to people, one of the best things that you can ever do to get your ass moving is set a goal with a timeline. 
One of the worst things you can ever do for your mental health is set a goal with a timeline because you are going to not accomplish goals. Now, if you can't have the the gumph or the willpower, the the mental fortitude to understand that not accomplishing your goal during a spe- specified timeline is actually part of accomplishing the goal, you're going to miss goals so that you can learn that what you did wrong so you can go get the goal next time. Every time I've missed a goal, you know, maybe it was a financial goal or maybe it was something I was like, I want to hit this this goal by this time and I didn't hit it. That didn't mean I was a failure. That mean, okay, what can I learn from the last six months that prevented me from getting there? Now let's go reset that goal and fucking go again, right? It doesn't cause you to quit. And in order to do that, a lot of the times you need to actually detach from the outcome a little bit right? Because otherwise we get to, oh, what if I don't accomplish it? What will people think of me? I'm not good enough. People will judge me. They'll criticize me, right? And that's what we want to avoid. Well, if we just say, you know, if we just say, okay, well, I want to double my income as fast as possible. I learned that from a good friend and mentor of mine, David Meltzer. Well, I want to double my income as fast as possible rather than being super attached to like, I have to hit 200K by June of this year, right? That can, that can wreak havoc on your mental status, But in the end, do remember, why do we set a goal? Well, we set a goal, number one, to give us direction, and number two, to get our ass moving. So sometimes it's okay to be attached to the outcome if it gets you moving, but if it causes you to freeze, become a little bit more detached from the outcome and a little bit more focused on the process itself. All right. Now that's all we have for today's show. So don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure you implement what you learn with us here today if you want to accomplish your goals for 2023. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to Amazon and grab your copy of the number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton.